0: But into the four check the puck goes off a stick and comes in front of the net all alone is Kerfoot who scores!
1: Nylander intercepts the pass Kerfoot is standing on the doorstep and holy mackerel! the Leafs have got a three nothing lead.
0: That goal early on in the final frame. Put them up 3 nothing 5-1 is your final score for the Leafs as they close out their West Coast road trip with a sweep. Again, 5-1 is the final. Brent Cunning, Gord Stellick here with you for Leafs Nation postgame. Uh, Gord got a little hairy there for a couple minutes in the third period, but other than that, a, a great effort from the Leafs tonight.
1: Shows our standards of what, what's hairy now has changed so much, right? That's right, right. <laughs> five minutes is you all. Know, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, early in the third period. Man, 13 seconds in the third period uh, getting that goal. So right away, a two-goal lead becomes a three-goal lead. And, you know, going for the dagger quickly and just, you know, talking about uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, and uh, man, what a phenomenal record. I know and, – and and a few people mentioned on Twitter, we keep going to game number 83 in the playoffs. But you know what? you got to reflect and go, hey, what else can they do, right? All they can do is what they're doing right now, playing excellent hockey. I, I don't know – I'm trying to think the last time seeing excellent team hockey like this. Like, to me, this is different than the bubble world, different than just being in the Canadian uh, Scotia North Division. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, Jack Campbell's goals against average is under two, and it's going to go down after another one-goal game goals against-wise. It's why just all cylinders, all
0: cylinders just humming perfectly for this Toronto Maple Leaf team. Yep, they are uh, they're they're going to have the most points in in the NHL or at least uh, tied with Washington for that leave, leaving tonight 33 a piece. This nudges them ahead of the Panthers. I know they played more games than Florida all all of that, but it's just uh man, it it, it really is, you know. And I think everybody in this market kind of has their their back up. They're waiting. They're like, "Okay, I'm not, I'm going to be a little cautious. There's going to be some trepidation, but You said it. I really don't know what more you could want to see from this team. I mean, look, any team is going to have a shift here, a shift there, a five-minute stretch, like I mentioned in the third. That yeah, you can quibble if you you didn't like it, but it's just whatever you've been wanting to see from this Leafs team, going you know back to the Columbus series or to you know Boston many moons ago with the you know blowing the four-one lead. Whatever it is you've said, I don't think I saw it. It feels like this team has shown it to you at least in 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 you know glimpse and and pieces here like if you want a more lockdown effort yeah i know they won 5-1 tonight but they they really won 3-1 like an empty netter and then a garbage time goal from wayne simmons not that it not that it's a garbage goal by any means but it's just whatever you want to see from this team they're checking all the boxes and that's the thing i'm waiting for is when will people and i'm i'm kind of including myself although i'm already there in in with the mix of when will people truly buy in when will they truly believe and say okay this is what it is
1: well, you know, I, I, there, there's a process as well, and I think that the malaise that I've talked about at the start added to it that people were quite excited, even though if they were a little bit still tempered and cautious about being back in the building, right? And I think that's going to be the neat thing moving forward now is that, okay, can get back, can get back to down there if you get the opportunity, you know, watching games. I know not everybody gets that opportunity, but I just mean I, I can see that now. Whatever buzz, it's still not one of the loudest buildings in the NHL, uh, Scotiabank Arena. But I, 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 can, I can see it coming there. That the disinterest early on, the soft tickets early on. You know that hey, let's just go watch, enjoy a great regular season like the Raptors had for a number of years, including the one when they won it all. And um, in the it, it, boy, the Toronto Maple Leafs case. It, it, it's funny because they beat Tampa Bay, they beat Boston as well, so they beat their two divisional rivals. And I still go back to, like, you know, they got out of that deep abyss, and then when they lost that one game to Carolina, and when Sheldon Keith, mm-hmm. you know, talked about an opponent like that, And we're all saying, wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec. You mean we, the Toronto Maple Leafs, are not supposed to be competing with those kind of teams? And whatever his motivation was, maybe it was for the guys in the dressing room to hear that, uh, because since then, uh, they've won. I mean, the LA game was a clunker, but, but they've really, it's incredible how they've competed.
0: Yeah, the, the LA game was a clunker, uh, definitely the Sabres game, uh, Joe Walls first start. That was just a a really, really odd one. But yeah, it's been, it, it's just been a group that's answered. And you know, if you're, if you're going to sit here and say who's in the class of the Hurricanes, I just, I think that's the thing is, you know, other teams, I guarantee you, Dallas Eakins, well, okay, it's a little weird in this market, but you know what he's probably going to be saying is, that's a really good team and if you want to be on their level that's an example of what it takes. Like the Leafs are quickly becoming that measuring stick team for for everybody and I mean we'll we'll stick to tonight's game mostly but I mean just looking ahead to Wednesday it feels like that's as good of a measuring stick as you're going to get in the regular season. I mean Colorado come into town both teams have been red hot. You know Kadri's going to be fired up back in the building. Like you said they've played Boston, they they've played Tampa. They're not going to play Florida until March. So it feels like this this next game is is kind of the next big chance to have that measuring stick game but like we talked about with Justin in the pregame it's one game and you can't make too much out of it but it's still interesting to kind of see how they stack up
1: well we're you know I'm trying to get things melding all together and we think of because Joel Quenville's words you know they they held a lot of clout years ago when early in the season he talked about he came in with the Chicago Blackhawk team and talked about this young Toronto and I think I believe it was Tavares's first year, I believe, and mm-hmm. just talked about, oh my God, I see so so many similarities in my team, the team that won three Stanley Cups in relatively recent history, and that really got everyone excited, but you know Brent. They haven't completed the cycle, right? Completed the loop, uh, like you're supposed to do in emails and texts. Always, you always got to mm. you always got to end the loop, right? You do. And you know, since then, it's just there's just been the un, unevenness of a you know a, a regular season that a coaching change was necessary. At the playoffs that we talk and that. And So now, are we back to what Joel Quenville said, but a more mature team and you know getting more constructive building blocks in place to get hopefully where the Chicago Blackhawks got uh, under Joel Quenville those three times.
0: Yeah, I'll take one. I'll take one yeah, one, one of at those a time, big, yeah. big shiny mugs. I'll I'll take one of those. Uh, you know, we've we've talked a lot about the the you know in this market. I mean, you know, we we it up ratcheted up as much as anyone else. But you know, I can imagine how. How it can feel heavy playing in this market at times. When it's going like this, it's the exact opposite. And you know, I think a perfect example of it is what you saw on the empty netter tonight. Like Alex Kerfoot, don't don't get me wrong. William Nylander and Alex Kerfoot both need their goals, but it feels like the difference between you know 15 and 16 might be a little bigger for Alex Kerfoot than William Nylander between you know 30 and 31 or or whatever it is. And the fact that they're sitting there passing it back and forth. No, no, you take it, you take it. It just it, it that that kind of one little moment play just shows to me how how good a spot this team is in right now.
1: Yeah, I, I heard it mentioned that it's a, it's a 2 on o on an empty net. Uh, very <laughs> simplistic, but actually there's a lot going into that. Uh, two incredibly unselfish moves, first by Nylander, and then Kerfoot, who's got a clear, clear, whatever passes it back I almost wondered if Nylander was going to give it back to him one more time but then then you're almost insulting the Anaheim Ducks okay that's where you got to be a little bit careful uh, <laughs> over doing that but yeah it, it really did show I mean he kind of Kerfoot's kind of saying hey man you're the guy that made the play okay you beat the guy at the blue line you know now you're giving me you're giving me uh, the apples and uh, well that's an assist but you're giving you know what I mean you're giving me yep. the goal and uh, yeah I no, you know you're the guy that made it happen and goes back to him and, and he took it, it it's a uh, yeah, there's a lot of, well, again, when you win, you know, it's, but just, I, I love on winning teams, there's always a lot of neat stuff happening, and we know, hopefully, uh, I mean, the Jays have signed another pitcher, apparently, and, you know, hopefully we see them in the playoffs next year, but their 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 vibe this season really reminded me of the Leaf vibe, you know, when, when those three, when those uh, young players burst on the scene together, and after a while, you, you can't sustain the rookie vibe. You gotta you gotta get other and I and I'm seeing kind of a new look. These are these are the older leaders now. These kids, and yet you're getting that kind of vibe and you're getting that kind of youthful enthusiasm and and other things within the team on and off the ice. If if Nylander
0: would have passed that puck back to Kerfoot, I don't know what I would have screamed at, at the television. It's all well and good, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And then and then when the puck went back over to Nylander, I thought he was going to slide it over to, and I'm like just put the puck in the net. I have seen far. I do. I cannot have the Patrick Stefan on the empty net for the Oilers going back the other way. And Dallas is, I could not live in a world where that was happening. So I was like, please, 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 William, just uh, slide the puck in the net. Uh, and that's exactly what he did. You know, you talk about this, the young leaders on this team kind of becoming exactly that they're now, they're not young. They're just the leaders of this team. And you know, it, it, Don't get me wrong, John Tavares is the guy who wears the C. He's an incredible captain, and no one would take that away from him. But this team has its its most swagger – when Austin Matthews is going and you know it just it seems to me like over this stretch he's really found exactly what he needs to be for this team to be at its best you know obviously with the missing camp and you have the wrist surgery it was a weird start to the season but it just seems like he's been back to being that kind of two-way force just breaking up a play in the D zone skating it out going the other way and the other encouraging thing to me about it too is we all know Matthews could shoot the puck in the net from just about anywhere and the way he gets to his 50 goal seasons is by doing that but also have his 10 or 12 greasy ones and he's been racking up the greasy ones lately so i i just i loved his game tonight
1: yeah first goal in the second period they needed it because it'd been kind of a vanilla type game up to that hand-eye coordination with the deflection also well, i think had... jimmy
0: vc just had a cold shiver go up his spine uh yes here in yes. the term yes. vanilla yeah
1: yes vanilla yes and then they had uh uh like 60 just played under 17 minutes so the good part is Well, I mean, uh, Sheldon Keith's not not opposed to playing him 23, 24 minutes, 25, whatever – uh, when, you need, when you need a goal, and he's done that. He'll put him out, put him out, put him out. But it's nice, the way they're playing right now, uh, that they, they're spreading the time. Uh, Nick Ritchie got 15 minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, uh, the fourth line got decent time. That, that's another thing, the way they're, they're winning. Uh, it's, it's all hands on deck, and Austin Matthews is starting to get his goals. He's got 10 now. He's, uh, he's, he's getting up there. He's getting up where the rocket the reshored rocket uh, orbit. Anyway, trophy orbit now in the race after he was a little too far back for his liking.
0: Yeah, Dre- Dreisaitl, the way he started the season, I, I don't know how uh, anyone's going to kind of claw back to him, but yeah, it's going to be fun to watch Matthews uh, ki- kind of uh, try try to do that there. You know, Gord, we love a good stat here on Leafs Nation postgame and our good friends at Sportsnet Stats, and we all know who the general over there is, Steve Fellin. Listen to this stat. Anytime you can go back in Leafs history to the 1950s, that's when good stuff was happening. Jack Campbell, first Leafs goalie to post a sub-130 goals against average in a month since Harry Lumley in 1953. We were kind of running out of ways to, to say how good Jack Campbell is earlier on, and I think that says it perfectly right there.
1: Okay, I did not see Harry Lumley play. Uh, I'm uh, I'm (laughs) aware of I'm aware of Harry Lumley. And uh, yeah, I I mean, Jack Campbell's stats last year were were Johnny Bauer type for the 1960s. I mean, it's it's been incredible. Like he's this is the guy that was acquired to be a backup goaltender. Okay, this wasn't I mean, Jonathan Bernier was acquired from Los Angeles, the same team uh, earlier than Jack Campbell. He was expected to be that guy. This was uh, you thought Jonathan Bernier was still could have been the number one guy, but that never did happen. It's uh, wow. You know, it just more and more puts Jack Campbell's season in context. You know, here we got uh, the, the money all spent or the so much money disproportionately set on the big four on the team and they're expected those statistics. And here's a guy making 1.8 million that, you know, he's got statistics that are just off the charts.
0: Yeah. Let's uh, let's not think about the fact that uh, he's in need of a contract in about uh six or seven months time. Cause that's uh that's a little worrying uh, in these parts, especially if he's going to keep playing like that. But right now uh, we'll enjoy it. And, you know, I knew the name Harry Lumley sounded familiar. You know, we have a wonderful fill in producer with us tonight. J.R. Manitad does great work all over the station. But I am a little upset that producer Sam McKee is not with us tonight because of course he is Owen Sound's finest and the arena in Owen Sound is named the Harry Lumley Bayshore oh, community, That's Center. right. That's right. So I feel I you know, I feel like I, I it's just uh, it's a little sad that McKee couldn't be here tonight because I know no one would have enjoyed that stat uh more than him. But yeah, uh good good things to hear from Jack Campbell. Anytime you're uh you're going back to the 50s to tie Leaf's records, you are in a good, good place. Uh Gord, I think we're gonna step aside, we're gonna hear from some of the principal principles involved a little later on we'll hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe Luke Fox is going to join us as well and again if you want to chime in 590 590 is the text line please include your name and location if you want to talk to us Brent Gunning Gord Stelick here with you for Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 the fan and the Maple Leafs radio network 5-1 is the final as the Leafs wrap up their West Coast swing with a 5-1 win in Anaheim. Austin Matthews, Michael Bunting, Alex Kerfoot, William Nylander, and Wayne Simmons are your goal scorers. I want to hear from some of the principals involved, but Gord, you you quickly mentioned Nick Ritchie's name earlier on in the show, and I I feel awful for the guy. I mean, I want to be clear. I think he's actually found a nice home on the Leafs, and, and they've found a way to work him into the lineup that's effective, and I think he's giving them solid minutes. But sometimes a guy just feels snake bit. Uh, he had the moment in L.A. the other night uh, where he had a great look towards the tail end of the game. Tonight, it felt like they blew the whistle a little quick on him in the second period when he might have poked one home against the team that drafted him. I, uh, I, I really do. Uh, you know, I've, I'm finding myself liking what they're getting from Richie uh, lower down in the lineup. But it really feels like he might never score again.
1: <laughs> I know some people were tweeting like Wayne when Wayne Simmons scored in the two-on-zero empty net goal. Like, you know, let's give Nick Richie some serious. Uh, uh, empty net time. Um, I, I hope it starts coming in bunches, whatever a bunch may be for him. But it's uh, it's it's understood. It's been a rough start. It's understood. Now he's working hard, and he's kind of found a different a different kind of role from now now for now, and maybe permanently not being in the top six. But uh, uh, I'll be uh, he'll be the happiest guy. But I think all Lee fans will will be right behind him when he finally gets that goal. He'll do the he'll do the Corey Perry uh, the visual
0: taking the monkey <laughs> off his back. That's for sure. Oh, the team might do the Joe Wall to him. Uh, they, they had the water bottle shower going for him when he walked in the room the other night. And it, it do, and again, it does. we, we were kind of joking about it at the last post-game show about the greatest screen uh, ever set on the Jason Spezza goal, but you really can't tell the group likes him and they want to make him feel like he's contributing and he's a part of it. And it's tough when you're, you know I, know, I know he is not this top 10 pick that he was when he came into the league, but you still want to contribute offensively. And it's just, it's got to be frustrating for him. And I think the fact that he's, still finding a way it, it does say a lot about him
1: no it really does really does and again again winning winning cures yep. so many ills and it's a comfortable environment that he's can try to get a little better acclimated on the team if they were still losing it would be what a terrible move um, mm-hmm. stress all the time you name it and uh, he certainly has be frustrated by not getting the goals but he's got to be happy like everybody else there about the wins
0: Yes, uh, he is. Somebody else who I would imagine he's happy. I mean, the Leafs have won a bunch, so that's going to make him happy. He has goals in three straight games. He's now up to 10 on the season. Let's hear from Leaf center, Austin Matthews.
2: Austin, how would you describe what it's feeling like to be part of this hot run with the team right now?
3: I mean, it feels great. Um, You know, we're rolling. Um, You know, it seems like we're just getting consistent uh, play out of all four lines. Uh, Our goaltending has been amazing. Um, you know whether it's Waller obviously soup's been unbelievable for us all year and uh, i can't say enough good things about him so um i think just all throughout our lineup we're we're getting what we need from everybody and uh, it's been a full team effort every single night
2: michael buncy was telling us that the other day that he pretty much talks just the entire game other team his own team just what's it like playing with a guy like that
3: oh it's great um i mean i played with matthew Kachuk, um so i'm kind of used to it but um, I like that. I mean, we're just always communicating, um, you know, making it clear kind of what, what we're seeing out there, what we want from each other, what we're seeing from each other, and, um, you know, just always trying to get uh, you know, get a better feel for uh, what we're looking for on the ice uh, between myself, him, and Mitch.
2: All three goals that you had on this road trip were pretty close to the net. Is that just a mindset that you're getting to those areas or just the way it kind of worked out?
3: Uh, I think a little bit of both. Uh, I mean, I like to think I can score from different areas. Um, so just try to get to the net. Obviously, it's, uh, you know, it's usually where goals are scored, uh, you know, a big percentage of the time. And, um, you know, a lot of times when that's uh, not going in from outside, you just got to get to the net. And it's fortunate to get a couple of good bounces, a couple of good tips, and um get able to cash in on some plays. Next up, we'll
2: go to David Alton with the hockey news. Hey, Austin, I know we ask you about Jack a lot, but I, can't, I guess it kind of speaks to the kind of month that he's had. What can you say about his play, especially tonight, and perhaps even after that first point in a couple of days, to kind of keep you guys in it and on going back the other way, keeping you
3: guys in the lead there? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know what else to really say. I mean, he's, that I haven't already said, to be honest. I mean, he's been incredible for us each and every night. He gives us a chance to... Uh, to compete in games and to obviously uh, to win games, and um, whether we're down in games or up, um, you know he seems to always be pulling out some uh, some really great saves and staying on his head when he needs to, uh, when the momentum shifts to the other team. So um, I can't say enough great things about him and, and his play, um, you know, on both our goalies so far this season. Um, so uh, obviously we'd love to, you know, he's going to keep it going for us, and uh, we can definitely be a little bit better for him as well.
0: There is Lee center Austin Matthews. Uh, Apparently the team, just like us, Gord, uh, I I don't know what else to say. Uh, This this soupy guy's pretty good. Uh, He makes all the saves when we need him to, and he's the nicest guy in the world. It's like if one of those things wasn't true, maybe you'd have some criticism for the guy. But it's just even the players are clearly kind of at a loss for words for what what to say about Campbell at this point.
1: Yeah, it's uh, how do you just keep gushing, right? It's like hearing a nauseating parent talk about his kid. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and you just kind of, sounds like a shot at me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, no, not yet. No, I and particularly your kid named Gordon. I, I can't, I can't fault. And he's only one. And, and I, and I tried and I got to get caught up on it, but, uh, I guess we all do from time to time, but I was just saying, it's kind of like first personality wise, Jack Campbell's, uh, almost like a pinball Clemens type in some ways. I'm finding that, that personality and, and that relatability and that good natured, uh, disposition that he has. But, uh, but he's just like pinball delivered it on the field i mean jack campbell what else can you say you're giving up no goals or one goal or no goals or one goal you're winning he's playing great uh the other goaltender brought in got hurt so you really needed him really needed him to come through and be durable he's doing all that so yeah i I know i heard like david alter just kind of prefaced the question like i don't know what else you can say and austin said the same thing basically
0: Yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, David, I don't know what to say either. But here, I'll repeat my answer from earlier on because, again, at a loss, a loss, a loss for words. We can't describe it. Matthews can barely describe it. Maybe the guy himself, Jack Campbell, has some answers. Jack, what do you have to say after tonight's win? Yeah, 14 of
2: 16 overall, seven straight on the road. How would you describe what it's like to be a part of this run?
4: Yeah, the boys are just uh, having a having a blast out there. We're working hard, executing the game plan. And uh, yeah, we're just enjoying it, just trying to keep getting better.
2: What impresses you the most about the team in front of you right
4: now? Oh, they're just going above and beyond out there. You know, everybody's doing what the game plan is. And, and also some more, you know, sacrificing their bodies, you know, um, just committing to, to their roles and uh, playing super hard for 60 plus minutes. If it takes more, they, they keep her going. And um, just really proud of the effort out there.
2: You and John Gibson, uh, of course, were teammates in the past. What's it like to go up against him? And what do you appreciate about his game?
4: Yeah, Gibby's a heck of a goalie. He's, uh, you know, I don't think he needs to hear me say that. Everybody around the league knows he's one of the top goalies in the league. And any time you play him, um, definitely makes me excited going against one of the best. And um, yeah, he, he's a great guy. And um, you know, wish him nothing but the best
2: to Hawking Go ahead, David. Hey, Jack. Uh, it looked like you were pretty busy in that first period. How, did, how would you assess how that went in terms of the quality of the shots and the pressure that uh, the doctor were throwing out in that people?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, some of that younger skill that they have in the lineup with um, you know, a couple couple of those high-scoring guys, you know, they're they're making it tough and um super fast, making nice plays and obviously gets off um, you know, super dangerous all the time. So, um thought they did a good job moving the puck, but obviously our guys did a great job of uh limiting those chances.
2: We'll go back to Mark but Jack, yeah, we ask we've asked you about the Austin shot a lot, obviously, over the, over the last couple of years. How would you describe his ability in and around the net? He's been scoring in different ways of like, getting there. How would you describe his ability in that area?
4: Yeah, I mean, he just does it all. Um, you know, I think it's some, some of it's just the touch. Some of it's the hand-eye coordination. You see him knocking pucks down all over the ice and creating chances, um, taking pucks away, um, knocking them down, or stick lifting guys. It, it's really just fun to watch him, and, um, you know, that line's buzzing for us, and um, it's just fun to be a part of. There is Leafs goaltender
0: Jack Campbell following the team's 5-1 win on the road in Anaheim tonight. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously not the, the topic at necessarily the front of mind for, for us here in Toronto, but, I mean, that's your... I feel like for a lot of people tonight was a battle for the number two job for, for USA hockey at the Olympics. I mean, we don't need to walk down this rabbit hole. I know the Olympics is potentially up in the air, depending on what goes on with all the COVID stuff across the league. But I mean, Helyabuck, Gibson and Campbell, they they seem like they're going to be the three. It's just a matter of what order it is uh, for you if you're the state. So yeah, I definitely, I would imagine the, uh, the American brass was watching this tonight.
1: Well, I would say they are, and uh, again, with you know games being postponed, uh, it adds to the worry component. I'm still going to be optimistic and and hope and believe it's going to happen. But uh, you know, okay, so Jack Hamill, compared to John Gibson and Connor Hellebuck, you know, they've had relatively um, formal formal processions to the National Hockey League. We yeah. talk about Jack Hamill being uh, the number one goaltender, picked 11th overall way back when by the Dallas Stars. You know, year four, Brent. He his goals against average in the American Hockey League was three point six five with the Texas Stars. They sent him <laughs> down to the ECHL to play for the Idaho Steelheads. He put up decent decent stats there, but but that was it. Year four, he couldn't play in the American Hockey League. He wasn't good enough to play in the American Hockey League. He uh, only played in two NHL games till he was twenty what twenty six. You know, never got going right, and and then now here you're talking about a guy with uh, well under. Well, like about a 1.60 goals against average in the NHL this year. And last year was 2.15. And, you know, you thought, okay, um, some people could quibble, was the Canadian division softer or not? Um, If you're quibbling that, then you said, okay, that could have been a factor. Well, this is bringing on all comers. And this isn't just like three, four, five games. Um, These are phenomenal numbers in the NHL for the guy that couldn't put up numbers in the American Hockey League not that long ago.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it it is incredible, and yeah, you mentioned Campbell's path there. He he is a big time outlier on this team. Like you have your guys who are kind of you know longer road stories, like you know a Michael Bunting, if if you will, a Kyle Clifford. But I mean john Tavares, mitch marner william nylander austin matthews morgan riley like this is the silver spoon team in terms of you know their high draft positions of the nhl and they all just came in and said yeah i am that guy and i'm I'm gonna be that guy now so campbell is just such a such a unique story across the league but i mean it definitely kind of sticks out like a sore thumb in a good way on, on this leafs team
1: no it really does it really does and uh it's uh uh um Again, boy, if you don't get great goaltending, you're in trouble. And he's been giving great goaltending, and that's not to discount anything else going on because you know, the, the big four have been playing like the big four again. But you know, probably the upside we talk about developing good habits is it's been the big depth. And again, the big four has not been good enough to win a playoff round. They flat out, the the big four haven't delivered that. And um, I'm not, I'm I'm never going to use the word. It's unfair uh, to use that as a criticism. I mean, that's just uh, goes with the territory. But the point being, if you get a fuller um, team, uh, more well-balanced team, which we thought wasn't going to happen with Zach Hyman gone, you know, and Zach Bogosian gone, and the cap crunch gets worse and worse each year. But that's the thing that obviously usually stands out in the playoffs, and, you know, Leafs haven't had that either. Uh, Nazem Kadri getting suspended was a problem a couple of years that took that away and put them behind the eight ball. But, you know, this is the goaltending side, the defense side, the balance side. Like it's like it's too good to be true. You don't you don't even know what to. Uh, not that we're out, uh, we're coming on here looking to be critical about things, but you know you, you want to be balanced. And there's there's like barely there's really nothing you can find. You
0: start getting picky if you're going no, that it- direction. You do get picky, and and I loved this point. Uh, You know, I've made it at times, and then I hear someone way smarter and way more qualified than me make the point, and it makes me feel so smart. You don't have to apologize for having a good goalie. I feel like sometimes after some of these games, say, yeah, look at all the 10 bellers Campbell had to make. He had to make three, four, five really big saves. Well, yeah, you wouldn't get upset if Austin Matthews shot the puck in the net three times or John Tavares was was a beast in the dot. I mean, he wasn't that tonight, but I mean, he's he's been that plenty of nights. Like It feels like sometimes when you allow your goaltender to be a crucial part of the team and you allow the goaltender to make some big saves, people say, well, there's a flaw. You're letting too many grade A scoring chances. And of course, you don't want to be doing that on a consistent, consistent, consistent basis. But it does feel like when, when we get down to nitpicking this team so often it's, Oh, well, Campbell had to be good. Yeah, he's good. It's, it's a part of of why this team has been successful. And I, I just, you know, I heard Rudy make that point on the weekend and I, I love it. Like, I don't think you have to apologize for having your goaltender make some saves that keep you in games at times. They're a part of the team too.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It's <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I, I yeah I don't know the term like apologizing yeah we're we're but imagine if we didn't get good goaltending there there's a difference because if you have the Carey Price situation last year in the playoffs and there were a lot more things involved in that you know about the Montreal Canadiens but they caught lightning in a bottle and we know where they went and we know what happened today that Mark Bergevin and others uh, were fired but you 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 saw there not well not just that but the Shea Weber thing I mean there were there were some excellent things that hid major flaws within the team and again the playoffs is is a unique run at the 82 game season generally you know separates uh separates the men from the boys or the women from the girls whatever you want to call it and uh and and this is different you know this isn't a goaltender stealing games for the toronto may police he's done that a couple of times. This is a goaltender with a with a strong team and a lot and a strong team and, and a team playing really well in front of them. Uh, that's getting it done. This is this isn't the Montreal uh, comparable.
0: No, no, it's not. Although I saw somebody call the Leafs, uh, uh, who will remain uh, nameless, call the Leafs a juggernaut tonight, uh, a notable member of the hockey media. And that did send a panic shivering down my spine because we all remember the CJ tweet, of uh, Montreal, all that. But hey, it worked out okay for the Habs last year. Uh, let's hear uh, Luke Fox. He's going to join us now. I don't know why I set that up like it was a pre-played interview. Luke is here with us live. Hello, Luke. How are you?
5: <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing better than Pierre Lebrun's mentions. Put it that way
0: okay there it is that's the guy yeah he uh he said it uh yeah i mean okay let's just have a little fun with that i mean it is amazing this fan base and i think it plays perfectly into what gordon and i have talked about all year long Okay, is it real yet? Like we're we're a quarter of the way into the season. Is this real yet? And the second somebody does something, it's like, oh, that feels vaguely jinxes. It, it just feels like this fan base is ready to to kind of turtle right back into the shell. Like I don't know what it's going to take for for people to finally just say, okay, I believe. Until it happens, and they they win around.
5: No, I, I think you're right. I think there's always going to be that that skepticism, and you know what? The, the Maple Leafs earned that by by failing in the playoffs the last few years like you can 't blame the fans for being a little bit hesitant to to cast full belief in this group, but I can tell you from watching these guys you know basically every game live i 've never seen them play like this, like in terms of the defensive buy in backtracking all the time, um, protecting leads you know you get a lead after two periods they win every single time um, there's just a uh, way less panic and way less inconsistency so far, um, you know, and at William Nylanders said it, said it best, you know, he, he kind of admitted that in the past they'd win a few and let their foot off the gas. Um, and that's what everyone suspected. And, and, you know, we saw that, but for him to say that this week and to say that, that can't happen anymore, I think that's a great sign because it's one thing for Jason Spezza to say it or Wayne Simmons to say it, but it seems to be really seeping into these young guys. You know, Austin Matthews played another nice defensive game tonight. Um, and then they, they seem to be patient. They're not trying to score five goals a game. They're, they're just taking what comes. Um, and the special teams are good. Jack Campbell's good. It's hard to poke holes in this group right now.
1: Yeah, you know, I was just saying it before uh, a number of minutes ago. I think, first of all, the comment is right, that I, I al- always throw to game number 83 all the time. But you got to acknowledge the way they're winning these games and how they're playing. And and that is something special. And we'll still go back, okay, let's let's see what happens in the playoffs. But all they can do is kick ass and play well in the regular season. They've been doing that of late. And, you know, look, I, I was saying earlier to Brent that I, I remember early in the season, whatever year it was, that Joe Quenville and the Blackhawks came to town. And Quenville just said, man, these guys remind me of my team, right? You know, and so, so we've kept waiting. We've kept waiting because it never really happened. And now – I get a sense these last 14 games is the next time that you're kind of saying, yeah, this team is really impressing me. You know, last year was the Canadian oh, division, man. the Scotia North. It was, a, you know, a, a bit of a blip. But but that's what I'm finding right now, that after a few years, I'm finding that level that we thought, after Joel Quenville's comments were, that they get to a lot quicker.
5: Yeah, and just uh, uh, just their demeanor on this trip. You know, they come here to to sunny California. Uh, they don't take a single day off. Even this morning, with a five p.m. local start, they came. They left the hotel and came to the rink anyway, just to have their meetings. And Jack Campbell wanted to get on the ice um, because that's part of his routine. Um, but the whole way they've conducted themselves here has been really business-like and i watched them walk off the ice into their dressing room in san jose and used to be after a big win there'd be like lots of smiles and yelps and chatter but they just kind of walked off like yeah we expected to win and we won um it was just kind of like we took care of care of business here um and it's i think that's a mark of a good team when you go into games expecting to win not hoping to win or or thinking oh maybe if things go right we win um they they have a lot of confidence right now
0: yeah and they they have every reason to feel that way you know i've uh, we we talked to Justin Bourne on the pregame show, and you know I'm looking ahead now to to the next game when they're back home Wednesday against the avalanche, and it just it feels to me like this is going to be overreaction. Well, I was about to say one way or another, if the Leafs handily beat the avalanche, it'll be okay, you took care of business, let's not get too excited but if there's a world where the avalanche come in here, like I just, how, how much stock can you put into one game against the team like Colorado when they're not going to have a lot of these benchmark games? Like there's no game coming against Florida anytime soon. They've already played Tampa. They've already played Boston. Like there's only so many teams you can kind of point to and say, okay, we can really test our metal here. Like how fair of a reaction is it to have off, off this next game coming up against Colorado?
5: Yeah. I mean, it's not that fair. I mean, think, think about how many games they've won. Like, they just set... A franchise record for most wins in a month in in November. So, if they lose against Colorado, I wouldn't panic. Um, again, I think it comes down to style. Um, just like we're complimenting them for how they're winning, um, if they lose in a in a horrible fashion, I'm, I'm sure fans might lose their minds a little bit. But let's take a step back here. This is a team that's tied for the league lead in in standings and standings points right now with, with Washington. Um, like, I don't know what more you could have hoped for them so um, it should be a fun game I I think the return of Nazem Khadri especially especially since um, he's right up there among the league leaders in scoring and has kind of helped keep the abs offense afloat with Nathan McKinnon out Um, I think that's going to be add a little juice to the game you know I'm sure he's going to be feisty Uh, so it should be a really fun game and yeah you're right like um, some of these California teams aren't expected to be playoff teams. The islanders were, but um, they're in a horrible way right now, just um, stricken with covid so they maybe they did take advantage of some weaker opponents here um, but they didn't just scrape by these weaker opponents they decisively beat them all like the combined score on this road trip was eighteen to four uh, so I think that is is very telling it's not as if they're just you know limping through and get and getting some lucky wins they're they're beating teams. They should decisively. Um, so I, I would be surprised if they don't have a good showing against Colorado.
1: Uh, want to ask you, I know that, uh, you're busy covering the lease, but obviously everyone's following about things, uh, around the league. I know Jeff Wilson's going to talk at 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow for the Montreal Canadians and, uh, the moves that went on there. Um, and, um, Vancouver, what a horrible loss. They had a 2-1 lead. Boston scores on two power play goals to beat them 3-2 tonight. And you have to wonder if maybe they might follow suit like Montreal did. I'm not out trying to get anyone's job. It's just uh, um, it's an uglier situation in Vancouver than it is in Montreal.
5: Yeah, and th- that team has a, a history of not firing executives mid-season, right? Like they, it, it, their past behavior and, and part of it might be financially driven is if a guy's under contract, uh, let him ride it out and we'll figure it out in the off season. But the way things are snowballing in Vancouver, it, it just feels like a matter of time that something has to give that this, this group needs a shake. Um, and, you know, it, we're only two months into the season, but it, it's a disaster. I mean, we got it. We got a few of them, right? We have it you look back at that old Canadian division and half of it is, is off and running and flying and, and making headlines in the positive way. And then you look at Montreal, which is a mess. Um, Vancouver's a mess. And then Ottawa, you know, that Matt Murray cleared waivers. Um, you know, that was one of the big contracts they made recently and they, and they just can't get a save. And, you know, Pierre Dorian was talking about how, uh, you know, he thought, the team was ready to turn the corner and take a run at the playoffs this year. And, and that certainly hasn't happened. So there, there seems to be a, 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 a sharp divide between the haves and the haves, not in the Canadian division. But I, I, I like what Montreal did in making the change just because everyone knew it was, wasn't going to end right. Um, they knew Bergman was, was going to leave at the end of the season. So why not rip off the bandaid, get new guys in there because there's some tough decisions coming, right? You, do you want a guy making your, your calls at the trade deadline if he's not going to be there to see it through. So, um I think Molson made the right call.
0: Yeah, now honestly, the most encouraging thing about it for me is he had the cover. If he want like we all would have known it was wrong. But he had the cover to say, yeah, Carey Price isn't on the team and uh, Shea Weber isn't on the team. And they were the backbone of the group that went to the cup final. So we're not do- like it was very it would have been very easy to look at that and say, this is why we're not making the changes. But I uh, I agree with you there. Uh, great, great move in uh, Montreal. We'll see. We'll see how many great moves come after that. Obviously, uh, they-, they need to make a lot. Uh, Luke, thanks so much. I hope I know the team didn't get an off day. I hope you got to put your toes in- on the beach or in some water or something. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this West Coast trip.
5: Well, that's the frustrating thing. If they take a day off, then I get a day off. But if, if they're practicing or playing, I have to be there. Um, uh, so No beach, but I did get some some pool time. Uh, you know, every, every hotel has an outdoor pool here, and it's sunny enough to enjoy it. So that was, that was positive.
0: Hmm. Bigger media villain, Dallas Aikens, after he took away uh, the sweets and the chips, or Sheldon Keefe, not giving <laughs> you guys an off day. Uh, I'll let you debate that. That could be debated uh, amongst the media. Uh, Luke, always love getting you on, bud. Thanks so much
5: okay thanks gunner have a good one Gord.
0: will do there he goes luke fox luke fox jukebox follow him on twitter check out his piece be up on sportsnet along with sportsnet.ca as well uh yeah i mean uh man the uh the good vibes clearly uh carrying over to the media as well anytime you can joke about not getting an off day in california it's clearly uh the trip's going well for everybody
1: well, you know, again, when you win, everything's right. So there's articles now about how they're all business. Didn't take any off days. Um, when before when Sheldon Keith started, it was about the music during practices. And then there's about all kinds of off days. And I want to be the guy that's a guy or woman that's in charge of telling you how much sleep you're supposed to get. Because yeah. like, I would like to give myself more sleep, by the way. But anyway, you know what? I, and I know that's part of the whole sports science. So they've got all those different things. And uh, um, yeah, when when you're winning whatever, but but I I do get what he's saying that they're because it was the Florida trip a couple of years ago. You can remember they posted pictures they'd gone oh, on a cruise boy. and what and and thing is they played like um, like the pictures right. Yep. If you were and uh, so now about just being all business. This is their only time they get out to California and uh, just being all business. These guys can afford to go anywhere in the world when it's all said <laughs> and done and enjoy themselves. So I I, I do. I do think that's an important message, uh, outwardly and also inwardly by
0: the team. Yeah, that is a good point. Uh, they can afford to get there uh, in the off season. You know, not not like me. I'm like, oh, I'm in California. I got to take advantage of every second. Uh, uh, just uh, again, it's a great sign of where this team is at. We'll hear from more of the Leafs uh, as we continue here. Keep listening to Leaf Station post game on Sportsnet five ninety The Fan and the Maple Leafs Radio Network. Leafs are 5-1 winners to wrap up their road trip with a win in Anaheim. Austin Matthews, Michael Bunting, Alex Kerfoot, William Nylander, and Wayne Simmons are your goal scorers. Brent Gunning, Gord Stelick here alongside you for a couple more minutes. Before you hear from Gord and I, let's hear from Leafs head coach, Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, what
2: did you see out of the group today that allowed the team to finish this road
6: trip strong? Finally we regrouped after the first period. You know, I thought Anaheim was uh, definitely the better team in that first period, and we were able to to regroup and find our game in the second. You know, uh, they really, in the first period, Anaheim made it real hard for us to get to the neutral zone. It's harder to sustain that uh, in, in a second period setting, and that allowed us to really get our legs going. So that was a good period for us. Obviously, we got a lead again. Uh, you know, Jack Campbell was great all th- all the way throughout. Uh, we gave up certainly a lot more volume than we would have liked, but I do think we, we defended pretty well tonight and kept things to the perimeter and limited rebound opportunities and such. So it was just a good team effort uh, all the way through. Great road trip for us. This is a challenging game, you know, to get through here at the end of a long trip. But uh, guys, dig in and our dug in, excuse me, and got a win and and uh, let us go home uh, with the, you know a nice clean uh, clean trip here so you're really proud of the group
2: the regular season obviously had a lot of highs last year and this has been a really impressive run as well is are you feeling any differences with what you've seen of the team over the last little bit here versus some of the success you had last season
6: I think there's a lot of similarities you know we, we had good stretches last season and that's why it's it's just important that we just continue to focus on one day at a time here and Find the uh, consistency. You know that's what we've been talking about since day one. It's it's been a great November. You know, the calendar's gonna turn here. We're gonna get back home after a long trip and all of that and uh, have a really good team waiting for us. So we just gotta focus on every single day and that's what we'll do. Next up we'll
2: go to Luke Fox Mac. Go ahead Luke. Hi Sheldon,
5: how would you assess how Alexander Kerpwitz
6: played um, up with Will and John? Just like he's done an excellent job. Uh, these last two games in particular, you know, it's, he's been a real standout. He's been consistent and he's been good throughout the season, I think. But these last two games, like his speed, the well, way he's skating with and without the puck, um, driving play down the ice, defending, penalty killing, uh, his game's just been really good. Uh, so it's been a real nice fit for, with that line. And what do you think of uh, how
2: Clifford looked in his first game?
6: I thought he was okay. You know, I'd have to watch his shifts back, but he gave us energy, was physical, and he led our team in hits, despite not playing a lot. Uh, you know, so he, he, you know, he made a contribution that way, and that's, you know, that's part of what he brings. We'll
2: go back to Mark Masters go ahead, Mark. Sheldon Bunting uh, was telling us a couple of days ago he's feeling a lot more comfortable in his second goal round up on the top line. What are you seeing from him that's allowing him to have it more in that, success in that role right
6: now? Yeah, I think you just said it, you know, he's more comfortable. I think, you know, while you, on the surface, you think playing with players of that caliber uh, is somewhat easier. I think there are some challenges that come with it that are uh, more difficult than playing lower in the lineup, and some of that is mental, or in fact a lot of it probably is mental, and and, uh, that takes some time, you know, especially for a player that's, you know, still really trying to establish himself in the league. Uh, so we're trying to get comfortable in the league, you know. So yeah, that's part of why we reset him a little bit, going back down with the expectation he would he would move back up, and he's gotten his opportunity here. I think he's done a good job.
0: Well, you know what? Shel- Sheldon Keefe was saying such such nice things about one of Scarborough's favorite sons in Michael Bunting. Let's let's just hear from Michael Bunting. Here is Leafs forward sure. Michael Bunting.
2: Michael, this has been the most wins the franchise has seen in a month. What's it like to be a part of this right now?
7: Yeah, it's fun to be a part of. Obviously, when you're, you're winning hockey games, um, the mood in the room is, is upbeat. Everyone's happy, and um, so it, it's really fun to be a part of. And uh, you know, It was a great road trip for us right now, and we've got to head home and face a good team uh, in Colorado, so uh, enjoy it tonight and look forward to that game on Wednesday. How would you
2: describe the confidence level of the group?
7: I think the confidence level is, is good. Um, and, you know, everyone's contributing now. Um, guys are getting on the score sheet, and guys are playing their game, and and, uh, and it showed uh, tonight, and it showed all road trips. So um, I think everyone's having fun.
2: What's it like playing with guys like Austin Mitchell who had their own baked-in chemistry, obviously, before the year they had yesterday, or last year? What's it like for you?
7: It's been great. Um, I hang out with both those guys uh, pretty often off the ice, so to play with them on the ice, it's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I just try to get open. Um, try to retrieve pucks and and let them uh, play with their magic and um, you know right now we're we're rolling and um, hopefully we can keep that going
2: Next up we'll go to David Alton with the hockey is, go ahead David Hey Michael, I'm curious if anything was said in the first intermission it looked like Anaheim was getting a majority of the possession and chances Mm -hmm. what do you think kind of turned it that that gave you guys a better start in the second period there?
7: Yeah I think um, you know they, they trapped us well in the neutral zone and um, we were we were turning it over, and they were um, capitalizing on our turnover. So um, we just talked about you know playing it simple. We just got to get it behind them, and, and then good things will happen. So I think we just uh, turned to a simple game, and and then it ended up working out for us.
2: with the Hey, Mike.
6: I'm just wondering,
1: have you noticed, noticed anything about the way Mitch passes the puck that, that's kind
7: of unique? Yeah, uh, Mitch has. Great vision, probably one of the best visions in the in the NHL. So I know whenever it's on his stick, I just kind of got to find those soft spots, and, and then he'll find me. So um, he made a hell of a pass for my goal tonight, and, um, you know, he's a great player. And last one here,
2: will go to Luke Fox. In go ahead.
6: Hi, Michael. Um, just wondering, when was the last time you were on a team that was rolling like this at any level? Can you remember? Yeah. Uh,
7: I think it was a couple of years ago um, it was in the A. Our, our Tucson team was was pretty pretty good, and, and uh, it was actually that COVID year. I think we were in first place going in until the, the year shut down. So, um, you know, it's been a couple of years since um, I've been on in a team that's in a playoff spot, and, and it is, it's pretty fun to, to win. So um,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. No disrespect to the, uh, to the great city. Uh, metropolis, potentially, of Tucson. But something tells me it feels a little different being on a roll in Toronto as a member of the Maple Leafs than it does uh, when you're doing that in the AHL. Uh, Michael Bunting, hearing from him post game. I mean, we've kind of been through this story now with Tavares and Marner and Spezza and Dermott and all the guys from the area, but it's just... Uh, again it's funny how often and you know we know how it ended for this guy in this market here but how often do we go back to things mike babcock said early on in his tenure here you know he said they're gonna make it safe and they're gonna want to come home and you've seen that in spades with this leafs team
1: well kyle clifford's uh another one just that. Right, but the key
0: will be and uh,
1: again we don't talk as much about it but uh austin matthews we know um he got the five-year deal which gives him a quicker out than Connor mcdavid say in edmonton who got an eight-year deal uh but a winning organization is where people want to be that's that's a huge factor for anybody including retaining uh uh, valuable free agents and and you got to think that's the best thing they can offer up to austin matthews as well as well who isn't coming home to toronto at all but everyone has this fear might go somewhere else well you know home's a lot more fun when you're winning it's night nice. you embrace the new home and uh and uh you embrace the culture and the winning culture is where people want to go and where people want to stay
0: that's right. That's uh, that's exactly uh, what they want to do. That's what they want to see uh, for wherever it is. You want to ply your trade and uh, everyone here hopes it's uh, it's here for a very, very long time when it comes to Austin Matthews. Uh, he got on the board or opened the scoring for the Leafs tonight scoring his 10th of the year. Again, just a rock solid you know, two-way game from him. Sweeping down low defensively. Making big, strong defensive plays. That's the kind of hockey you need to see from him and he, he's been that guy on this stretch. The Leafs sweep the trip. They're now up to seven straight road wins. That ties a franchise record. Jack Campbell's doing stuff that hasn't been done as a Leaf since the 1950s when Harry Lumley was doing it. What I'm trying to tell you here is it's going really, really well in Leafs Nation, just like it is on Leafs Nation postgame. Brent Gunning, Gord Stelick will be back with a postgame pod. Leafs are back on Wednesday at home against the Avalanche. Gord, fun show tonight. Always love being on with you and all of you out there. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. And the Maple Leafs radio network.